afternoon, if you're able to rise, uh, we're going to sing the first and last verses of hymn 17. Hymn 17, Thou Art Worthy. Hymn 17, Thou Art Worthy. Hymn 17, and then we'll have an opening word of prayer. Thou Art Worthy. Hymn 17. Rest your 
Arouse the soldiers, rallying round the banner. Ready, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne. A strong to meet the foe, marching on we go, while our cause we know must prevail. Shield and banner bright, gleaming in the light, battling for the right we ne'er can fail. Aroused in soldiers, rally round the banner, ready, steady, along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Oh, thou God of all, hear us when we call. Help us one and all by thy grace. When the battle's done and the victory's won, may we wear the crown before thy face. Roused in soldiers, rally round the banner, ready, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Amen and amen. <laughs> I thought we had another song coming. That's uh, all right. Well, you may be seated. Welcome to our afternoon service. We're glad you're here. Welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. We just have a few announcements I want to go over with. I hope you were able to get a bulletin this morning because they're all gone this afternoon. Amen. Uh, so let me just give you a couple things. Don't forget, uh, on Tuesday morning, 10, 10 o'clock in the morning, will be Ladies Bible Study. Uh, they'll be meeting in Mrs. White's uh, uh, Sunday School Room. And uh, at 10 o'clock this Tuesday morning, and all ladies are invited to come, whether you're members at Central Park or not members at Central Park, you are invited to come and be a part of our Bible study. Amen. Don't forget Saturday, soul winning, 930 in the morning. We're going to go out and knock doors, pass out tracks, put on some hangers for Easter. Amen. We've got a lot of work to do and a lot of people to reach. And we look forward to seeing you at 930 in the morning. You say, what's the weather going to be like? It's going to be good enough to go. Amen. <laughs> How do you know? Because I'm counting on it. Amen. So we're looking forward to that Saturday. Amen. Don't forget Saturday also, uh, there will be a baby shower for, for Miss Carly Sherry. Amen. And that will be at, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon in the Fellowship Hall this Saturday uh, for Baby Unknown who is coming. Amen. And then uh, Time Change Sunday. This Sunday coming up is Time Change Sunday. Uh, and so I want to encourage you to change your clock, amen, so you're on time, and here are our services. We don't want to miss you, amen, and you don't want to miss us because we're cute. C-U-T-E, don't you wish you looked like me? I'm cute. Anyway, uh, so I want to encourage you uh, to, to change your time be, uh, so you can be on time Sunday morning, Sunday school, and church. Now, next Sunday morning in Sunday school, if you're in high school or above, if you're in high school or above, right? We'll be meeting here in the auditorium. Everybody will be here. Brother Stevens, Stevens? What's Stevens saying? 
uh, Stevens. Brother Stevens will be here. Uh, and I'm, the, main, the name slipped out of my brain for a second. Uh, Brother Stevens will be here, and he's going to be teaching Sunday school to all of us. Amen. All of us adults and all of the teenagers. And so all that will be one class here in the auditorium, and I want to encourage you to be a part of that. That's at 930 in the morning, so we don't want to be late. So if you're going to have cookies or donuts and coffee and coffee cake, and if you want to make me a pie, that's just fine. Uh, but we need to have that in the fellowship hall and not in the auditorium. Amen? And that'll be next Sunday morning, 930 in the morning. Pastor? Marco likes coconut cream pie, just so I'll let you know, all right? In case you make one. So, uh, you know, amen, I like that. Or if you prefer cake, it's Italian cream. I, I just want y'all to be, you know, on, on topic, you know, or on, on point. That's what I'm looking for. So, uh, anyway, um, let's have an offering, amen? amen. I was going to tell you something. Oh, I know what it was. If you want to help with the meal, the senior meal, uh, senior saints, what would they call them? Oh, 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 I thought it was a senior thing. I asked, anyway. Yeah, if you want to help with the food for the shower Saturday, see Miss White, okay? Y'all see her now? Well, if you want to help with the food, if you want to help food, see her later, too, okay? And uh, so talk to her about that, all right? Let's have an offering. Did y'all give this morning? Well, give again, all right? Be okay. Cannot give the Lord. God will bless you. So may the Lord bless you as you give. Father, thank you, Lord, for the day. Uh, thank you for your goodness. Good to be home again, Father. And I'm thankful for our folks that have come back. I pray that you'd add your blessings to them, Lord. And I pray for those that didn't make it back, that God, that you'd speak to their hearts, Lord, about the importance of faithfulness. Brother Thornton preached about that this morning. So, Lord, speak to our hearts today. And may uh, you be with this offering. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you come. time if you're able to rise we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 327 hymn 327 do you know that you've been born again do you know that you've been born again hymn 327 hymn 327 do you know that you've been born again know that you've been born again. Do you know that you've been born again? Does the Spirit dwell within? Bury witness that you've been cleansed from every sin and stain. Are you ready if the Lord Bimbo. 
can appreciate that old time religion amen hymn 598 hymn 598 we'll just do a couple of verses of old time religion and then i'd like for you to greet each other briefly as we prepare for this afternoon's uh special amen all right old time religion hymn 598 tis the old time religion tis the knows my name I can rest in his arms he's always the same when I fall when I come Jesus takes my hand resting me keeping me he helps me to stand always the same never changes he's always the same 
It's me, I guess. It has been good being here today, and uh, in just a minute, you're going to see our video, and uh, just want to let you know that you've been a part of what you're about ready to see, and uh, also, uh, we're going to have to get out of here quick afterwards, because we have to be up at another service by 5 p.m. up in uh, Sherman, and so, uh, but we've enjoyed our time here. We appreciate uh, the good food, the good singing. And also the good fellowship, so we'll try the video, okay? Y'all read it. Bolivia. Ah, oh, there it is. 
right. <clears throat> that video was made in 2022. We've spent the last year or so uh, going around helping our church planners uh, in Argentina, also making sure that everything uh, is good. Uh, the youth camp is doing well. This past J January, they had uh, 105 campers and several saved. And uh, our church planning network is in the hands of uh, nationals. And uh, the next uh, church planning conference is in April. So if you'd be praying for that, it's April 2, 3, and 4. And uh, doing that, that organization, that network is really important in Argentina because it's help, helping us to raise funds from the national churches, not from outside Argentina, from the national churches uh, to help church planters uh, buy properties, buy materials to build buildings. Uh, we don't build their buildings for them. Uh, we, we will help buy the materials and they and their people need to get together and work. Uh, we, have a, we have a theme uh, for all of our ministries, everyone works, okay? There's no free stuff. Everyone works. Okay, we'll provide the funds to buy the materials, but you and your people have to build the building. Okay, and so that's what they're doing, and we praise the Lord for that. Uh, everything is running well uh, in the ministries in Argentina tonight, and so we praise the Lord for that. If you have your Bibles, if you take them, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 6, and if you'd stand please for the reading of the word, Isaiah chapter 6. Just want to talk to you about a couple things tonight to apply some things that we see in the life of Isaiah to our lives tonight. Isaiah chapter 6, starting with verse 1, the Bible says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his tra train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Father, I ask tonight that you would bless the reading of your word, bless the teaching and preaching that we're about to do, I ask that you would be the one that gets all the glory, that you would speak to our hearts through your Holy Spirit, and that each one of us would do exactly what you want us to do with this, your word, as we apply it, not only to our hearts, but to our lives, and we'll give you thanks, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Isaiah sees the Lord for who he is, okay? Very important. 
Because a lot of times in our lives as Christians, as children of God, we really do not see God for who he is. Holy, holy, holy. Okay? That is our God. And a lot of times, because we're not seeing him for who he is, we allow those, can I say, little sins into our lives and we're not calling them sins. And because we're not calling them sins, we're not repenting of those sins. We're not confessing those sins to a holy God in order that he might cleanse us uh, from all of those sins. And because we're not doing that, we're not being effective in the ministry where God wants us to be, or, worse yet, we're not even surrendering to do the ministry that God wants us to do. There's a lot of young men, not just here, across the world, that God has called them to be pastors or missionaries, but they refuse to surrender. They're not surrendering. And part of the reason I say tonight is because they're not seeing God for who he is. And a lot of young men that have surrendered and they're, they're, they're in Bible college, they're treating the ministry of being a pastor as a job. A job. And not what it really is. A ministry and a calling. And a lot of church people are treating serving God in their church as a job. Serving the church or serving the pastor or serving some leader in the church instead of understanding what the scripture says that we serve God. And the reason, I, think, I believe one of the reasons is, is because we're not seeing God for who he is. Can I tell you this? We serve a loving God. John 3, 16. Can I say this? Don't just think that everybody knows what John 3, 16 says. When the preacher showed me John 3, 16, I had never seen it. It blew me away. For God so loved Steve Thornton that he gave his only begotten son that if Steve Thornton would call upon his name, Steve Thornton would be saved. If he would you know, believe on him, he would be saved. We serve a loving God. He's not a mean God, but he is a just God. Huh? Uh, he does say that he will discipline us for sin. Yeah. All right? But he disciplines us because he loves us, the Bible says. And, and Isaiah is getting a real look at who God is. And if you think about it, how many of these so-called preachers that have supposedly went to heaven and seen God and Tried to tell Jesus, it's okay. You know, when they, I heard one say, yeah, he went to heaven and, and Jesus was depressed. And so he had to help Jesus be encouraged. And, you know, 
And different ones say different things. Listen, everywhere in the Bible, when somebody meets God or one of his angels, they fall on their face. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't see God and just say, oh, you need to be encouraged. You know, we're the ones that need to be encouraged. God doesn't need to be encouraged. He's God. He's the all-powerful. He's the holy one. He's never sinned. He doesn't need to be encouraged. He's never discouraged. All right? We need to understand, we need to see God for who he is. And when we do, folks, we will see who we really are. And we're not so good. Hmm. When we see God for who he really is, holy, 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 we will understand that we are in need. We will understand what the grace of God really is. We will understand what his mercy really is when we see him for who he is. And Isaiah here, when he sees God uh, for who he really is, Look what he says in verse 5. Then said I, Woe is me. I mean, it wasn't, Woe is me. No, there's an exclamation right there. Huh? He understood, Woe is me. Why? He says, For I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. And folks, that's what we need to do. We need to see God for who he really is. But you know what? If we're never in this book, we're not going to see him for who he really is. If we're not having a personal time with God every day in prayer and in the word, we're never going to see God for who he really is. And that's going to be the reason. That's going to be what Satan uses to give us excuses to just overlook those small sins in our lives and not get them cleaned up. First hmm? John chapter 1 was written for us, children of God. And he says, if you say you have no sin, you make him a liar. And his truth is not in you. We need to see who he really is. Because if we do not see him for who he really is, we will never become what he wants us to be. Think about that. If we don't see God for who he really is, we will never become what he really wants us to be. When I was growing up, like I told you this morning, I, was not, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. But I heard things like this. You're worthless. You'll never amount to a hill of beans. I don't know if any of y'all heard things like that. That was as a kid and a teenager, okay? You know, you'll never going to do anything. All right? Then God saved me, called me, and I started, you know what? I became the pride and joy of my mom and dad. Can you believe that? I mean, it was my mom telling me those things when I was a kid and teenager. You're never going to mount to a hill of beans. Huh? 12 years old when she had to come get me out of the jail, she said, my parent, my mom and dad had 13 kids and Never had to go to jail to get one of them out. Look at what you're doing to us. You're never going to amount to a hill of beans. Huh? But then Jesus came in. Folks, that's, listen, you got to, don't get over it. All right? 
we, you know, we get saved, and man, we're on fire. You know, I remember taking that green Bible to work. You know, I, you know, my preacher told me that you know, little, little old lady in the church gave me a green Bible. You know, a black one, it, it can look like a book. But a green Bible, you know, it, 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 it calls the attention. And my preacher said, you need to take that to work. I worked on the docks, third shift. You need to take that to work and read it during your lunch break. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was brand new in this stuff, you know. I was just excited. You know, I wanted to see what God had to say. I took it, and all of a sudden, my coworker, hey, look at the preacher, you know. Some of you know what I'm talking about, yeah? Look at the preacher boy, you know, those kind of things, you know. But, hey, it helps you to grow. Helps you to get a thick skin, too. We have too many people with thin skin today, you know. You got to see who God is, but you got to get in this book or you're never going to see him because this is how he has revealed himself to us. That's why Peter says, ah, we're to live holy lives as he is holy. How holy is God? 100%. And the Bible says we're supposed to be like him. It's not 90%. Yeah. We're supposed to strive to be perfect. Amen. Obey God at all times. But we're never going to even come close to that if we're not spending time with him in the word and prayer. Sometimes Christians only pray when it's time to eat. Lord, thank you for this food. Amen. Woo. Let's eat. You know? No, we're talk- I'm talking about being in the book and in prayer. And it's more than five minutes. I remember one Christian telling me, I, don't, I, 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 I can't find enough stuff to pray for for five minutes. Think about that. I can't find enough stuff to pray for for five minutes. Man, you could spend over five minutes just praying for your family. My wife can pray for me for days. You know, I mean, she, she knows enough stuff about me that she can pray for me for 24 hours without stopping, you know, and she knows. You know, I don't understand. What do you mean you can't pray for... Five minutes. And then you add on top of that your church and the leaders in your church and, you know, and the people that need to be saved and, and, and your missionaries. You, you, you can spend some time talking to God. That's how you build a relationship, talking with somebody, you know. And in a, in a marriage relationship, generally, who has the biggest problem of communicating? The man or the woman? The man. Uh, let's, let's, let's be honest. Generally, now there's always an exception to the rule. There are, I have met some men that, man, they don't shut up. Boy, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable, you know. I mean, they can, they can talk, talk the paint off the wall, you know. I mean, but generally, and, and you know one of the biggest causes of divorce is a lack of communication. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Lack of communication. Yes, and generally it's on our part. You can't build a good relationship without talking to each other. God talking to us and us talking to God. That's what prayer is, us talking to God. And folks, can I tell you this? It is a privilege to have this book in our hands. It is a privilege. The psalmist says it was his delight, the word of God. That's the way it needs to be for us. And said, oh, i got to read my three chapters today so I can try to get through the Bible in one year. Well, that's not, that's not a very good attitude. Right. You know, we're supposed to do everything. You know, we heard in Sunday school today, 
Our motivation for everything in the Christian life is because we love God. We read His Word because we love Him. We obey Him because we love Him. Everything is Him. Everything is based on how we love God. How much do you love God tonight? How much do you love? Oh, I love Jesus. But you're walking in disobedience. What's Jesus said? If you love me, keep my commandments. If, you, if you're not keeping this word, he says, you don't love him. That's what he says. I didn't say it. Jesus himself said it. If you're not keeping his word, if you're not obeying his word, you do not love him. You can say it with the mouth, but your life shows that you don't. How much do we love him? If we really love him, folks, we'll be in his word every day and we'll be in prayer talking to him every day because that's how we build a relationship, a good, solid relationship with our Heavenly Father. And when we have that, then we'll start understanding who God really is. And when we start understanding who God really is, then we will start understanding who we really are and we will be more alert to those little sins that come into our lives that separates us from God. You know, with those little unconfessed sins in our life, God will not even hear our prayers, let alone answer them. That's why it's so important that we're walking with God. And then when we start doing that, we'll start hearing the voice of God. Ooh. You know, and I'm not talking about when you eat too much pizza either, you know. You know I'm not talking about having visions and all that. You know, but the Holy Spirit does live within us, does he not? He does live within us. And he speaks to us through his word and he shows us because the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth, the Bible says. And the Holy Spirit will show us things uh, and talk to us if we're in fellowship with him. But if there's sin unconfessed in our lives, there's no fellowship with God. But when the sin is confessed, that's what Isaiah did. And then Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord. Think about that. When was the last time you really heard the voice of the Lord? And I'm talking about it could have been th- through your Bible reading. It could have been through a message uh, that the preacher preached. What, or maybe a brother or sister said something to you and God spoke to you. Hmm? People say, how did you wind up in Argentina? The Lord just showed me it was the place. It's not written in the book here. You know, it's not written here. Steve Thornton needs to go to Argentina. Yeah? But you know what? At that time, it was slides. It wasn't a video, okay? He used slides, a missionary slides to show me Argentina was the place. And there was no doubt in my mind. Huh? There was no doubt in my mind. When was the last time God spoke to you? Sometimes God speaks... And because we don't respond correctly, he stops speaking to us. Because he knows that we're hard-headed and we're not going to pay attention to what he says. You know, I, fellas, I don't know if some of you hear things like this, but every once in a while my wife says, you didn't even hear what I said. You can ask her, she says that every once in a while, you know. About five, six times a day, you know. Well, I think God says the same thing. He says something, he speaks to us, he, he wants us to do something, we just go on our merry way. 
not even paying attention. Okay? Isaiah heard God speaking. And can I tell you this? He's saying the same thing right now. Look what he said. Down in verse 8. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, and it's the question, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? God's still saying the same thing. God's still saying, hey, who's going to teach that Sunday school class? Who's going to go pick up those kids? Who's going to help clean the church? Huh? Who's going to do whatever the ministry, different ministries are in the church? God's still asking. He's still asking. How are we responding? Do, do we hear him asking us? Because God is asking. God is asking you to be involved in the ministry of this church. Like I said this morning, it's his will that every member be involved. Okay? He's asking, but are you hearing? Isaiah heard, but Isaiah had been cleansed first. He recognized his problem. He was cleansed, and he heard the Lord asking this question. He had no idea. Can, can, I almost started speaking to you in Spanish. Uh, he had no idea what the question was really about. And usually God does not give us the end before we respond. Because if we did, we'd be scared to death. But we serve a great God. Okay? Because if you read farther on, he's going to say, go preach to those people. But they're not going to pay attention. They're not going to listen. None of them are going to get saved. <laughs> what a ministry, right? You're going to go preach your heart out. And they're not even going to pay attention, let alone get saved. And God is going to tell him that, you know. But before he tells him, he hears the question that God speaks, you know. Who's going to go for us? And again, it goes back to God. We serve God, not the church, not the preacher. We are serving God. That needs to be our focus also. You know, that we're serving him. We are not, we are not doing what we're doing for anybody here on planet Earth. If we are, we're going to quit. And I've seen a lot of people quit the ministry because they were not God called, they were mommy called huh? or daddy called, you know. They were not in it because of God. They were in it because of someone else. Huh? And it doesn't work. But when you're focused, I'm serving God. Because, folks, I tell you this, he's the one and only one that deserves us to serve him with all of our hearts. Okay. And Isaiah responded. You can tell Isaiah was right with God because he responded. Let me say that again just in case it kind of flew over your heads. You could tell Isaiah was right with God because when God spoke and had a question, Isaiah responded. He didn't just sit there like a bump on a log. Okay? He didn't just, well, you know, he responded. And he responded correctly. Because a lot of Christians respond, but they don't respond correctly. Hmm? Here's how we do it. 
he needs to be doing it. Because he's a whole lot younger. I mean, come on. They need to be doing it. Look at this young couple. They need to be doing it. They're younger. They're, you know, man, I'm old. They're, they're, they need to do it. You know? When God says, no, 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 no. You're hearing me ask the question because I want you to do it. You're hearing me, and it could be through the pastor or through the word that you're reading. You're hearing me let you know that you need to be involved in your church, but you're not paying attention and you're not listening. You're not responding correctly because you're saying it's him instead of me. Okay? But Isaiah says this. Then said I, here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. It wasn't send him, it was send me. You know what he's saying? Lord, use me however you see fit. I'm willing. That's what Isaiah is really saying. God, I have no idea what you're wanting. The only thing I know is you're saying, whom shall I send? I'm a volunteer. Hmm? I'm a volunteer. There's no draft. God wants volunteers. Because volunteers will put their hearts into it. They're not being forced to do it. They hear God and they say, yes, I want to be on God's team. Some are on God's team because they're saved, but how many are really on God's team serving their God? God is not, can I tell you, Lord means something, does it not? You know what the word Lord means? He is the boss. He is the boss. What he says goes. Okay? My grandfather on my mom's side had 13 kids. Whew. I mean, they, but he had a law. When you're in my house, I don't care who you are, you obey my laws. And if you don't, you get what I give to everybody. And it was that way. And I remember my 22-year-old uncle, the youngest of the 13, came into the house one day and mouthed off to my grandmother. That dog leash came out, and, man, he received it in front of everybody. everybody. I mean, he got it, 22 years old, and he got it. Because when you're under grandpa's roof, you're under his laws. Okay, he was the boss of his house. Okay, folks, God should be the boss of our lives. Everything that we are, everything that we have belongs to God. We were bought with the price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Huh? If it wasn't for the blood of Jesus Christ, you and I, some of us right now would be in hell. Huh? But we would all be heading to hell if it wasn't for the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And because he bought us, we belong to him. 
And it's just reasonable that Isaiah, when Isaiah hears the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? It's just reasonable that Isaiah would say, I volunteer, I'll go. I don't care what it means, I'll go. Huh? It's not like, I've heard some stories, you know, I volunteered to go into the army right after Vietnam, you know, and when I went in, I was expecting any time there could be a war, right? But I've heard, you know, some of the younger, that they went in, they didn't go in to go to war, they went in to, to you know, get an education, you know? When you go into the military, you need to understand, you, know, you could end up in a war. Hello? I mean, it's reasonable to think that way. I mean, history tells us that, you know. Uh, it's reasonable that the holy, holy, holy God that sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to suffer and die on the cross and shed his blood that we might have his salvation free of charge, all of our sins forgiven and made children of God, it is reasonable that when he says something that we respond and that we respond correctly. And folks, tonight he is saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Here in Jerusalem and across the world. I tell our men in our churches in Argentina, I said, I don't care how old you are. Have you ever asked God if he wants you to be a pastor or a preacher? Because if he is Lord of your life, you ought to ask the boss uh, if he wants you to be a pastor or a missionary. It's just reasonable. Now, I understand the majority, God will never call the majority to be preachers and pastors. But we should at least ask him. If I am a man... I should ask. If he says no, stay here, then get busy here in your Jerusalem. But we all ought to be asking God, God, where can I serve you? What can I do for you? Where can I get plugged in in my church and be a lighthouse for you and glorify you because it is his church where he should receive glory. And you are his church. Huh? Central Park, you are his church. Not this building, this is a building. You all are the church. And he should be receiving glory through all of you. And that only happens when you see him for who he really is. And when you see him for who he really is, you'll make sure that your sins are confessed so that you're walking in fellowship with him so that you can hear his voice and so that you can say, here am I, I volunteer. I volunteer. In Bible college, I volunteered to help my wife teach a second grade girls class. And we probably had 25 of them somewhere around. I mean, it wasn't a small class. 25 second grade girls. I was not used to that. Okay? But listen, when we're walking with God and we're right with God and we're wanting to do what God wants us to do, it doesn't matter if it's cleaning the restrooms. We'll do it and we'll do it right 
We'll do it for the glory of God because we're serving Him. Let's all stand, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed, please. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Fear my Lord, send me. Not fear my Lord, send Him. You know, we need to ask ourselves every once in a while, are we still doing what God would have us to do? And and make sure that we're still on the right path. And it doesn't hurt to ask that question. But if you're not tonight or this afternoon, then we need to ask that question here, my Lord, send me. And ask yourself today, am I serving the Lord exactly where he wants me to? Am I serving him the way he wants me to? Am I being the best child of God that God would have me be? Father, I pray, Lord, that in the next few moments, that God, that you would help us, Lord, with this time of invitation, and, and Lord, that you'd speak to our hearts. Lord, we need to be as Isaiah was said when he said, "Hear my Lord, send me." Uh, God, no matter what it might be here in this local church, or whether it be Lord to surrender our lives as uh, to the mission field or to ministry, God, uh, we need to be available to you. And sometimes, Lord. Uh, we just need to be available. If we'll just say, Lord, here am I, uh, God, you'll direct us and you'll show us what you'd have us to do, whether it be here or somewhere else. Lord, I pray that God, that each of us today will be the church member that we need to be right here in this place. And we give you praise for it. So Lord, give this invitation, speak to our hearts, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While we sing a verse of invitation, if the Lord speaks to us.